This is Grim Vision. I'm the thin man in the black hat, bringing you two tales of fear and unease. Never speak with strangers. Yes, that is what our mothers, our fathers, begged us to do. As we grow, things seem to change. We are given a device which allows us to communicate with everyone on this cold, cold planet. All I ask you, listener, is please speak with my associates with your device. They're not strangers, no, just friends you haven't met yet. You may reach them at 555-7633. My phone buzzed again in my pocket. Sometime last week, it became apparent my number had been sold to telemarketers. I added my number to the no-call list years ago, but that doesn't seem to stop some of these scammers. I had read online that all you needed to do is pick up and stay silent. The person, or automated bot, on the other end won't hear anything, assume your number is either a bad line or automated as well, and won't call back. It's true. Try it sometime. I pulled out my phone and saw the word telemarketer in place of the phone number calling. Thanks, Apple. I answered and held the phone to my ear, waiting silently. I could hear the chatter of a busy call center. Hello? A voice said on the other end. Hello? Is anyone there? They paused for a moment and hung up. Last time I hear from them. I set my phone down on my desk and I got back to work. It buzzed again. Another call. I sighed and reached for the phone. I was a bit surprised to see what I thought was my own number at first. It read 555-7633. I'm 555-7833, just one digit off. The difference was minute in design, almost like a deliberate choice. I didn't feel like answering this time. I set my phone down and let it go to voicemail. It buzzed again. Christ, I muttered to myself. I looked over and saw 555-7633 was calling again. I sent them to voicemail. Moments passed, and they called again. I was getting frustrated. I sent the number to voicemail again. They called again. I watched my phone for a moment while it buzzed. Fuck it, I mumbled, answering the call. I kept silent. No sounds of a call center. Must be a voice-activated bot waiting for me to say hello. I waited. Usually only takes about 10 seconds for the number to give up and hang up. After half a minute had gone by, I hung up. They called back. I immediately answered and waited. I heard a small click on the other end. I hung up. The number called back immediately, 555-7633, just one number off mine. I'd read about this before too. It's called spoofing. The phone number looks similar, or nearly identical, to yours in an attempt to get you to answer. You see the number, your area code, and a similar string of digits to yours, 
and they think you'll answer thinking it's someone from your area that you may know, or a nearby hospital calling about bad news. They put a feeling in your stomach, making you think that you're doing the wrong thing by not answering. 555-7633 called back. I immediately answered and waited silently. I heard the click again, and then what sounded like movement. Was this even a spammer? Was this some kid trying to prank call me and forgetting to block their number? I waited. I was going to wait until they hung up this time. They know there's someone on the other end since I keep answering. I'll just waste their time now. Five minutes later, I heard what sounded like a chair being dragged on the floor, then a creak, and then finally what sounded like wind blowing into the microphone. I hung up. They called back immediately and I answered. I was frustrated now, wishing I hadn't answered in the first place. Hello, what... What do you want? I blurted out. Are you there? A monotone voice asked. I hung up. They called back. I answered. I waited, silently. I heard more movement this time, like something was being pushed along a surface at a constant rate. I heard what sounded like a low, whirring fan. I waited. I knew someone was on the other end now. I listened to the sounds for several minutes and noticed they sounded like they were getting further and further away from the phone. I was already frustrated, and now I was getting anxious, wondering what I had gotten myself into. I lifted the phone from my ear to hang up when I heard it. I hung up, immediately wished I hadn't. Suddenly my heart was racing. I felt myself break a sweat. Did I just hear that? I wondered. They called back. I answered and I waited. I could hear the whirring. I swallowed hard and took a breath. Hello? I asked. It was quiet for a moment. Are you there? The monotone voice from before asked. I paused and felt my chest tighten. I waited, unsure what to say. I heard it again. I did hear a cry for help. I really did this time. It was far from the phone. The voice was in pain, in agony. It was hoarse. It was afraid. I took a deep breath. Uh, I'm here, yes, I said. Silence. I could hear the whir still. It sounded a bit closer now. Are you there? The monotone voice asked again. Yes, I... They were closer now. I could hear sobbing, too, or was it whimpering? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes. Please. Are you there? I'm here. Yes. What do you want? Please, no. No, 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 please, please, no. The monotone voice asked again. I felt a lump in my throat. There were tears in my eyes. Who was this? What was going on? Yes, 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 I am here. Yes, who are you? What is going on? Please, please help me. Uh, I'm hanging up. I'm calling the police. I stammered. Are you there? The voice asked. I'm calling please, the police. I'm hanging up. I'm stop. calling the police. Please stop. I whimpered. I'm hanging up. I screamed. I threw my phone at my desk. I was shaking. My jaw was clenched. 
My face was wet with tears. My phone rang. 555-7633. I answered. Leave me alone! I screamed at the top of my lungs. Please, please, just leave me alone. Leave me alone! Please, please, just leave... I hung up. They called, I answered, and immediately hung up. They called back. I sent the call to voicemail. They called back. I stared at the phone, wondering how to make it stop. I grabbed my phone. They called. I rejected it. I went to my recent calls. They called again, and I sent it to voicemail. I tapped 555-7633 to call it back. I held the phone to my ear. The number you have dialed has been disconnected or is no longer in service. If you feel this is an error, please check the number dialed. I hung up and called again. The number you have dialed has been disconnected. I hung up, set my phone down, waited. No call. I looked at my phone for a long time. It didn't ring again. 45 minutes later, I felt like I could breathe again. I stood up from my desk and I walked to my bedroom to change. I'd sweat through what I had been wearing. I rinsed my face off in the bathroom sink, fixed my hair. I looked at myself in the mirror and thought about what had happened. I decided I actually was going to call the police and report the number. I stood up straight, relaxed my shoulders. There was a knock at the door downstairs. I jumped, still shaken up. They knocked again and began walking down the stairs. They kept knocking. Coming, I shouted. Just a second. The knocking was growing harder and constant now. I stopped at the door, attempting to regain composure. I reached for the doorknob, and the knocking stopped. I stood still for a moment. Did they just walk away? I put my hand on the doorknob. Just as I began to turn it, my heart stopped. I fell to the floor, hearing the voice again, now on the other side of the door. Are you there? Dreams, the strange moments existing in the subconscious, nestled somewhere in the middle of reality and the void. In these worlds, these dreamscapes, we are simply somewhere else. It may look like reality, the world we know, but it's different. 
but we can rest assured that there is a definitive line between these two places, right? Well, some of us may actually find ourselves caught between. I was 11 or 12 when I figured out how to do it. I would mostly be at school giving a book report in my underwear, or trying to explain to my teacher that I couldn't find my homework, and I would realize what was going on. The kids would be laughing at me, or Mrs. Ledward would be scolding me, and then I would announce to myself, I'm dreaming. My feet would lift off the ground, and I would glide through the closest window I could find. Suddenly it would be dark outside, and I would fly through the night. I'd pass through clouds, and run my hands through the stars. The wind flowing through my hair was warm like a blanket, no matter the supposed time of year. As I got older, I learned this was called lucid dreaming. It became my favorite part of the day, even though it was far from being part of the day. I would daydream of my travels and places I wanted to go when I went to sleep. This was the ultimate escape. I had few friends. The peers I would interact with at school were less than kind. Sleep brought peace. My favorite part of it, though, I was alone in the world when I was flying. The streets and sidewalks below were empty. No birds or planes in the sky. The world was mine when I was in flight. I knew sleep was coming to an end when I felt this weird little itch behind my ear. It was almost like a signal that I was starting to stir in bed. I'd get the itch, and I'd start to head home from the Alps or the rainforest. As I would approach my house, my vision would get fuzzy, and I'd start to feel heavy. In the blink of an eye, I would be waking up in bed after a long night's journey. The night of my 17th birthday, I went out with some friends. We drove aimlessly around town for a while before settling on splitting a six-pack in the woods. I got home late and immediately fell asleep. One moment I was taking the SAT in my underwear, and the next I was soaring through the night sky. I spent my time flying across the ocean, passing through Hawaii and Japan, before getting the itch to head home. I quickly soared back to my neighborhood and approached my house. I was in total bliss. I'd had a good time with my friends that night, and my trip across the ocean was so peaceful. Everything was perfect, really. Then I saw him. I stopped, hovered above the trees across the street for a second. I couldn't believe it. My stomach dropped. I wasn't alone. Floating outside my bedroom window was a man. His back was to me. He was looking through my window. Short hair and a loose-fitting shirt. Nothing of note about the guy. But he was here, in my world, right now. I slowly glided toward my house. As I got closer, my heart began racing. I've been alone here for years. This was my space, my safe haven, away from the real world. I was scared. I was floating behind the man now, debating what to do. I had never made it this close to my house before. Things were supposed to be getting fuzzy. I should have been waking up. The itch behind my ear was gone. I was now both scared and confused. Was this a nightmare? The man was breathing hard, like he'd been running for a long time. His shoulders raised up and down a bit with every labored breath. I floated closer to him. 
that's when I noticed the stench. He smelled horrible, like rotting meat. I gagged and attempted to just breathe through my mouth. I was right behind him now. Anybody would have had that weird feeling, the feeling of someone just standing inches away from you. The man just faced my window. This was my world, my dream. I decided I had to do something. It was just a dream, after all, I knew that. I took a quiet breath. What are you doing here? I asked in the biggest voice I could make. The man didn't respond. Who are you? Nothing. What do you want? I was trembling. Nothing. What do you want? I demanded. The man's head perked up, like he hadn't heard me before. He then slowly turned his head to look at me over his shoulder. My fear had turned into anger. I felt like I was ready to fight. I wasn't ready for his face. His skin looked soft and smooth. His features, though. His eyes, nose, lips. The shape and look of them were there. But the details, the wrinkles, freckles, eyelashes, nostrils, pupils seemed to be crudely drawn on. He stared at me for a moment. His face was emotionless, vacant. I want that. He turned back to the window, then slowly raised his hand. He pointed into my bedroom. I was overcome with dread. He was pointing at me, asleep in my bed. My chest grew tight. My eyes widened. I'd never seen myself in these dreams before. Suddenly, I felt myself slipping away, slowly drifting down to the ground. I began to feel heavy. I've always known that this was all a dream, but now I was experiencing the lack of reality here. My vision began to distort. The man whipped around and grabbed me by the arm. I felt all of my body's weight now. I swayed there, suspended in midair. He looked at me, his face devoid of any emotion. I didn't understand. I was the same person he pointed to in my bed. I was even wearing the same clothes. If he let go, I'd fall. I could feel it. Would I get hurt when I hit the walkway below? He suddenly ran his other hand through my hair and then grabbed a handful of it, pulling hard. I winced. Why wasn't I waking up? Why was I still here? What are you doing? I asked desperately. Who are you? He pulled me up by my arm, letting go of my hair brought my ear to his mouth. His breath was ice cold. His grip on my arm tightened. He grabbed my wrist with his other hand and effortlessly bent my arm in half. Bone burst through my skin. I am stillness. I screamed. I am silence. He let go. I was falling, spiraling. I put my other arm out in front of me, bracing for impact on the pavement below. I felt the cold crown touch my hand. I saw my fingers bend far back as they collided with the walkway. I felt my nose scrape across the pavement. I hit the floor hard beside my bed. I was soaking wet with sweat. I laid there for a moment, waiting for the pain. Nothing.
I looked over at my arm. Completely intact. No exposed bone. I was relieved. Now was the hard part. I had to look over to the window. I had to make sure the man wasn't there. I gulped. It was just a dream, right? I slowly lifted my head. Nothing. I breathed a sigh of relief. It was over. I stood up and stretched. I was wide awake now. I looked over at the clock and saw my alarm for school would be going off in an hour. No use getting back in bed. I wiped the sweat from my forehead. I needed some fresh air, so I walked over to the window and opened it. I was immediately hit with that same rotting stench from my dream. My heart sank. I looked around the sky looking for the man. I heard breathing coming from below me. The dread I felt before came back. I slowly looked down. Below my window, on the walkway leading to the house, was me. My head was split open, blood all over the pavement, and beside my body was the man from my dream. We stared at each other. I was in shock. A thought crossed my mind, an act of desperation. I'm dreaming, I whispered to myself. My feet didn't lift off the ground. I'm dreaming. I remained still. Suddenly my bedroom door burst open. It was my dad. I looked over to him, sure he'd see the fear in my eyes. He didn't say anything at first. He just eyed my bed for a moment. Then his eyes moved toward me in the open window. He let out a small gasp. He ran out, slamming the door shut behind him hard. The slam shook the room and knocked my bottle of Lexapro off the desk. Honey? He yelled. His window, it's wide open. I was floored, at a loss for words. It was like he didn't even see me. I'm dreaming, I whispered again. Nothing. I heard the front door open from my window. I turned back. The man was gone now. It was just me on the walkway. I saw my hand twitch. Blood was running into the grass. My parents came into view. My mom had a hand over her mouth. She screamed and ran over to me, flipping my body over. She was immediately soaked in blood and brain fluid. I'm dreaming. Dad just stood there. Mom was violently sobbing, cradling my body. I'm dreaming! I yelled, tears streaming down my face. Dad's legs gave out. He stumbled into the grass. He started crying too. I screamed. Mom! Dad! Why didn't they hear me? Dad whimpered over and over again. I kept screaming. I was banging on the window panes. I tore open the screen and waved my arms. My parents were now holding each other in front of my body, sobbing. There was nothing I could do to get them to just look up at the window. I yelled into the universe as loud as I could, again and again, hoping someone or something would hear me. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming! I'm dreaming! I'm dreaming! I'm dreaming! Thank you for suffering the vision. 
Tonight featured production by Mike Bamford, stories by Jim Gulickson, and performances from Liz Hinton, Brandon Spann, and Mike Bamford. Suffer the vision further by following us on Instagram at Grim Vision Podcast. If tonight left you cold and shaken, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash grimvisionpodcast. We've recently launched our first patron-exclusive story, part one of Frank Belknap Long's classic, The Space Eaters. The meek, the uninitiated, and general well-wishers may contact us at grimvisionpodcast at gmail.com. This has been Grim Vision, and I am the thin man in the black hat, and I'll be seeing you again.